to the scorecard, the boxing scorecard. We have to bring your scorecard and an explanation, not just your opinion. Yes, last night we had a big, uh, big match between Gervonta Tank Davis versus Rolando Roli Romero. Um, I, I don't think I've been this excited for for a, a, a nine to one favorite. Davis was actually a nine to one favorite to win this fight. You know, normally under, under normal circumstances, those were the betting odds, nine to one. You know, that's that's a big gap. Now, most of the time, people even you know, uh, uh, um, get that excited for, for such a big gap in, in the difference. But, however, uh, Roley did a, a very good job of selling himself. He, he really talked his way into this position. Um, Roley Romero, who uh, who only started boxing about less than 10 years ago, put on a pair of gloves for the first time less than 10 years ago. He only had eight amateur fights, only 16 pro fights. He already finds himself in uh you know in the biggest fight of his life <laughs> at the professional level less than 10 years after putting on a pair of boxing gloves for the first time so much respect to him for for his quick rise to this uh this position um with that being said well a little background on roley he is uh he, he is a hard puncher his record going into this fight was uh 14 wins Oh no! Sorry, he had sixteen. He had sixteen fights, fourteen wins by knockout. Um, this was his first loss, and first obviously first loss and first devastating loss. Gervonta Davis came into this came into the fight twenty six and zero with 20, 24 knockouts. Um, so both of these both of these guys had power. Gervonta Davis Davis's skill level, even though he's obviously known as a, as a power puncher from judging by his record. His skill level, his boxing skill level is still, is still up there. Um, so, you know, people people just look at him as a power puncher, but he does have boxing skills. Now, when it comes to predictions, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to jinx myself, but uh, past couple of weeks I've been doing pretty good with the predictions. Um, I specifically predicted a sixth-round KO for, uh, for, for this match last night. I have the receipt to prove it to Anybody doesn't believe me, just say it in the chat. I have the receipts to prove that I predicted this exact sixth round KO before the match. Uh, last week, I predicted Charlo to win by KO late too. And I also predicted Bival to win by, I, predict, I predicted Bival to win by split decision. He won unanimous. I don't, I've been doing pretty good lately with the with the predictions. So we'll see. I don't, might be confident to start starting to put money on it. Anyways, back to the fight. It's always a good match when when uh, when both guys really don't like each other. <laughs> it's always a good match. Um, like I said, even though it was a nine to one underdog, Roley was a nine to one underdog. He talked his way, and you could tell he actually believes. Like he actually believes that the, the you know the trash that he was talking about bigging himself up and and putting down uh, his opponent. He actually believed it, and he actually fought like it too. One thing that kind of makes me mad sometimes, you know, in in a in a in a pre-fight press conferences, fighters will talk all bunch of trash like I'm gonna do this to you, do that to you. Then they get hit once, and then all of a sudden, they, you know, the, the whole attitude changes, and they're moving around the ring. Um, Roley, he fought the way that he talked, <laughs> um, and like I said, I, I said I said it would take a few rounds for Davis to figure him out. Um, Roley predicted a first round knockout. Uh, obviously that didn't happen. And after the first round, you saw Davis go up to him and, and said, what happened to that first round KO that you predicted? 
So it was a good fight, man. Like I said, it's always a good fight when, when both guys really don't like each other. Um, now, let me actually talk about the scorecard, which is what you're here for. You know, the funny thing is, I actually had Roley Romero winning the fight at the time of the stoppage. Um, I had Roley up 48 to 47 going into that going into that sixth round. With um, I gave Roley the first three rounds. Let's go through it real quick. So first round, Roley was just busier with his jabs. I think Davis was, uh, um, he purposely, Jermonte Tank Davis, he purposely uh, uh, took that first round, not off, but he, he wasn't as offensive because he wanted to see what what uh, Mr. Romero was going to bring to him since he predicted a first round knockout. He predicted a first round knockout. All right, bring it. Let me see what you're going to, what you're going to bring. Um, Roley brought it, but um, he couldn't, he couldn't. He couldn't follow through on his first round prediction, but I did give him that round. He did win that round just by being busier. Second round I gave to to Romero also, um, and you could tell he was gaining confidence. He was he was coming forward a little bit more aggressively. Um, Tank landed a few big shots late in the second round, but Romero was Romero was busier in that in that second round. So I gave that second round to to Romero. Third round, the next three rounds I marked as close rounds. The next three rounds are marked as close rounds. So the third round, uh, uh, Roley did better in the first two minutes, but Tank Tank is uh, is getting confident, got confident in the last minute. This is where you could you could start to see Tank do a little bit of a uh, uh, picking up picking up the pace a little bit after figuring figuring him out. Um, so I also gave Romero that third round. The fourth round was the the fourth and fifth round were the first two rounds I gave to Tank. I also marked those as close rounds too, though. Um, the first round, my notes was uh, Davis is slowly taking over. It wasn't one thing specifically that he was doing to 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 make it, um, you know, to, to change the whole momentum, but just picking his shots uh, more smartly. He was using his speed, using his footwork. Like when D- Davis is, a, he's he's usually the shorter fighter from most of his uh, the opponents that he faces. He's usually the shorter one. Talking about Tank Davis. Um, the way that he makes up for his height, though, is because he's fast and explosive. So even though he's shorter and has a shorter reach than his opponents, because of his quickness and his explosiveness and his accuracy, he's fast enough to jump in and jump out before you have a chance to do something. Um, so he started to do that in that fourth round slowly because um, I did mark it as a close round. But he, he you could tell that really, I mean, uh, that tank was picking up the pace a little bit. Round number five, I also marked as a close round, but I, I also gave it to Tank, that fifth round. Um, Davis was just landing more effective punches. Like I said, starting at the end of the, the last minute of the third round, Tank started to pick up the pace a little bit, fourth round a little bit more. In the fifth round, it was it was uh, uh, he was making it a little bit more clear, even though I'd mark it as a close round. He was making a little bit more clear that uh, he was starting starting to take over. Uh, again, Romero was Roly Romero was doing a good job of coming forward and showing his aggressiveness. Um, but as Tank, as Tank raised his level of aggressiveness, Roly kind of kind of slowed down a little bit because he realized he was walking. He walked into a few punches, and to give to give uh, Roly some credit, he did land a few right, good right hands on on uh, on Tank Davis, and he actually landed a good left hook. Tank Davis stands in, in that south, southpaw stance with his right hand down a little bit. You know, nowadays everyone tries to copy that that Mayweather defense. Um, so Romero, as the orthodox person, was throwing straight right hands and trying to come over top. 
with a left hook. And he actually did land that left hook on Davis a couple of times because, like I said, Davis stands with his right hand down a little bit. So this side was more exposed. So Roley was doing his things to a right hand. Boom, come with a few left hooks. Um, they no, they they didn't uh, look like they affected Davis in any way. You know, and with that being said, I don't think I, I, you know, I don't think I've ever seen Tank Davis hurt at any point in time of his career. Like not no wobbly legs, never been knocked down, nothing. Um, so that shows that he's a good chin because Roley was a big guy too. You could tell by his size that like he's, he's Roley was a big dude too. Um, so yeah, man, a sixth round knockout for Tank Davis walked right into it just as I predicted. I, because I, because because Roley believed, like I said, everyone, every boxer, most boxers talk trash to each other before the fight. You know, I'm gonna do this to you, do that to you, but not too many people actually fight the way they talk. Roley did exactly that, and that's why I predicted that he would walk into something. What I mean by walking into something is just like when you're coming forward, it's one thing if you're just, you know, exchanging both, both opponents are just standing there and, you know, one person's throw a couple punches, the other person throws a couple punches and it's kind of back and forth. But when one person is being more aggressive and trying to follow them around that, that you have more, um, there's a better chance that you're going to walk into a hook or a straight cross as the person's backing up. And you get, that's exactly what happened. If those ropes weren't there, with the way that tank caught him, Roley would have fell. I mean, yeah, Roley would have fell face first, right onto right onto the onto the mat. Those ropes saved him from a from a, a highlight reel uh, um, falling. There's already memes about it. That's the other thing too, man. Think about social media, man. You get caught in a bad position. There's gonna be memes about you forever. <laughs> so, what is next for both fighters? Um. Roley, he still has a good career having him. You know, he's only only 17 fights into his career. He's only in his early 20s, so he still has another good 10 years left in him. He'll he'll be back on the stage again, um, talking his way back up there. <laughs> like I said, man, it's always a good fight when when the two guys really don't like each other in real life. Not just talking trash about the, for, for the fight, but they really don't like each other in real life. So that's why it makes it makes for for a good fight. Just like a couple of weeks ago, uh, um with um amir khan and uh kel brook both both fighters are past their prime you know at the end of their careers but i was still excited for that fight just because they did not don't like each other <laughs> so even though they were past their primes i knew it was going to be a good fight because both guys were really going to try hard to to knock out the other person and it was a good fight up until it uh up until uh kel brook stopped it um so what is next for both fighters now Davis, he's, you know, he's that 135, 130, 130 pounds, 135, and 140 pound divisions are uh, are hot right now, especially that at that 135, the, the middle of those two from from everyone, man. Um, an interesting fight that, I, that I'd like to see next. Uh, there's a few of them, you know, there's a few of them. I want to, so I need someone to shut Ryan Garcia up. This guy turned into a social media boxer. He hasn't fought. He fought a couple of weeks ago, some guy I never heard of. And even before that, you know, he's, he's more known for his social media presence than, than his boxing ring presence. So I hope, and you know, he's pretty popular in social media so that, you know, it would be a good, um, financially, it would be a good match to put together with uh, Ryan Garcia and Tang Davis. Um, and I predict another devastating knockout by Tank. 
on on Ryan Ryan Garcia. That same left hook that uh, that Luke Campbell dropped Garcia with. If that's Dank Davis, you're you ain't getting up from that. Because Tank has real power. So that's that goes from there. Um, bunch of guys at that 135 pound division. Interesting uh, uh, talks from my boy Shakur Stevenson, who I believe, like I said, is is, is the future of boxing. They asked him about the Tank fight, and then he said, "Oh yeah, Tank's a good fighter, but um, he don't want to get in the ring with me." So I found that very interesting. Um, <laughs> I, and I was, even though I'm a box, you know, I'm a boxing, obviously I'm a boxing fan, boxing coach. Part of me, I'm, I'm more so. I'm too involved in the sport to be, to look at it from a fan's perspective. What I mean is, sometimes like I don't like it when two guys I like have to fight each other. <laughs> Obviously, for the fans, you know they they want to see the yeah, best fight, the best. But just just for me personally, if it's two guys that are that I really like, like personally, I don't want to see them have to fight each other and one person have to take the loss. That's that's just me personally. But with that being said, uh, Shakur Stevenson and Tang Davis would be very interesting for the future. Um, what up? What up, Ray? <laughs> Ray, please. Oh, Ray, can you please confirm that I did specifically predict a sixth round KO for for Tang Davis in this fight? see you in the chat there please confirm this because i know people people probably think i'm just saying it's easy to say that after the fight that you did it i see you in the chat there ray but please can you please confirm let the people know that i specifically predicted a sixth round ko for 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 tank davis and i actually wrote it in your chat on your youtube channel all right yeah so there's written proof of it yes you did thank you very much ray <laughs> um so yeah man uh, um what other fights we got for at that 135 135 pound division Teofimo Lopez says he's moving up to 140 after losing to George Cam- Gam- Gambosis Cambosis a few weeks ago. And then next week, we have Devin Haney versus George Cambosis. I'm very excited for that fight. Um, a little bit of controversy with that one. Um, Devin Haney's dad and coach i can verify that too thank you Vinny ali yes 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 <laughs> uh what's that you say rolando would walk into that shot i think at bosa jr beats haney yep um yeah i was just getting on to that whoa 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 you think Cambosis beats haney i've been hearing a lot of people say that i've been hearing a lot of people say that um i, I no no i much respect to george Cambosis. A very good fighter. Um, he came to fight against Teofimo Lopez. He got dropped, got back up, and still won the fight. Um, so much respect to George Cambosis, but I do not believe he beats Devin Haney. Um, there's there's nothing flashy about Devin Haney, but I do believe that he's mastered the fundamentals. Um, I do believe that he's mastered the fundamentals. Right, he's not gonna, he's not gonna. He doesn't have like like crazy good footwork like like Lomachenko or, or Davis that these guys like to jump to the side. He's not like explosive with his punches. He doesn't have like devastating knockout one punch power. Um, but I do believe his fundamental skills are are at the level that will get him through uh, um, this fight. Uh, what you got to say here in the chat, Ray Cambosis Jr. has a speed, power, and he brings pressure. Pure boxers who can't punch, can't deal with that pressure. Styles makes fights. Yes, yes, you're right. Styles do makes fights. Um, 
and Cambosis, his pressure is is very serious. I agree with you on that, Ray. Um, and the way that you deal with it, there's different ways to deal with a pressure fighter, but specifically when you, when someone's really charging at you um, and and trying to cut you off, you need a good stiff jab. My boxes, I like to call it an fu jab. If you say F you and make it as hard as you can, you got to make throw a jab to make the person's head snap back. There's different types of jab. You know, you get, sometimes you can throw a little pop, 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 this little speed jab just to just to put it in their face and then give you time to get away. But sometimes if someone's really putting that pressure on you, there's some fighters that like if you don't if you if you just throw pop, pop punches, they'll they'll take that and just just walk through that if you don't make it if you don't make it respectable power. So sometimes you got to make it a F you jab make their head snap back at that person that's that's really charging at you to let them know like you come anywhere near me you're gonna you know eat some heat <laughs> so um so that's what i believe so next week i believe cambosis will put that pressure <clears throat> he's gonna have the momentum the fights in australia australia in his hometown um oh and that's what i was gonna mention before too devin haney is, is not his dad and his coach will not be there now this is very interesting. So people are, are are asking, you know, how much is that going to affect him? I mean, it it could slightly, but um, if you, I'm not sure how much of an amateur background that Haney had, but when you're an amateur, when you when you win your nationals and you're on the on the on the on the national team to represent the country, when you go away to tournaments, international tournaments, like you, most likely they they don't, you don't you don't have your personal coach with you. You're gonna have someone that the that um, your country assigned as the head coach to travel with the team. So if you were, if you were a high level amateur, you would be used to that that feeling of your your personal coach not being there, and you still have to perform at the highest level. So I'm not sure Haney's amateur background if he if he had to go through that before. Um, if this is the first time that his dad's not going to be in his corner. That's, that's going to be interesting to hear, you know, to, to not have that familiar voice uh, um, that you've had for your whole boxing life. He's going to be in Australia in his opponent's hometown. And by the way, the rematch is in Australia too. So he has to do it two times. Um, so it's going to be, going to be very interesting. It's, you know, that, that uh, his, his, his main coach slash dad is not going to be there. So, going to be interesting to see how how Haney performs if he can still perform at that high level without the main voice being there uh what you got to say here Ray Haney's jab is okay it's not a Golovkin Jamel Charlo or George Groves type jab um I would I I hear what you're saying I hear what you're saying the reason why I say it is because he uses his jab very effectively. And I haven't seen any, any boxers, you know, uh, um, take advantage of that. The one time that he got a little bit hurt uh, um, against, um, uh, against Jorge Linares, I forget what punch they landed, but I'm not sure if it was, if it was, if it was, if, if Haney threw a jab and then Linares countered that, I'm not sure how he got hurt, but I don't think it was off a jab. I, I really think, I really think Haney has a, has a good enough educated jab. To be able to keep the Cambosis pressure off of him, I, I really. So that's a little. That's a little side side bet we'll have, Ray. I'm I'm predicting Haney's jab will keep Cambosis off of him, and you're you're predicting it's not. So we'll we'll see. We'll keep that little that little side note between us. 
Um, he had Ben Davison in his corner before. Who did Haney? Yeah, he did. And, you know, that's the other thing too. I'm. It's it's interesting because every every couple of months or uh, I mean, a couple of months, years now that uh, Haney pops up on you know puts up a video of him training. A lot of times he's had a couple trainers over the years. Like he's worked with uh, with uh, uh, Roger Mayweather. He's worked with um, I'm pretty sure Sean Porter's dad and a few other coaches over the years. And uh, you know I I, I kind of like that because some coaches there's some coaches that believe like. Uh, um, you know, you only, you should only listen to me. Don't listen to anybody else. If you listen to anybody else, I'm going to be mad at you. I don't believe in that. I'm the type of coach. I like, you know, I know I don't, I don't know everything. I know a lot, but I, I don't know everything. And I'm the type of coach that I appreciate learning from, from other coaches too. So if you have something, if you have some interesting piece of knowledge that you can, that you can give to my boxer, you're more than welcome to do it. And I want to learn it too. So I can incorporate that in my coaching. So I'm always, I'm always, I'm not one of those coaches that believes that, you know, only listen to me and nobody else. I, you know, get knowledge from everywhere and everyone. Usable knowledge, not just random people talking. Like I said, educated boxers, educated boxing, not just random opinions. What you got to say here, Linares countered his jab with a left hook. Oh, is that what it was? Interesting, interesting. Okay. Um all right, well, he's going to have to keep that uh, keep that right hand up to not get caught with that left hook when he's throwing his jab then. So I'm assuming, you know, again, Haney's a very smart, fundamental fighter. I am assuming that they they worked on that in their training camp, and uh, and I don't, I don't think that's going to be a factor in this fight for next week. Um, real quick. Ray, what did you think about uh, what did you think about this Davis fight? Um, did you? I was I was saying before how I had Roly. I actually had Roly up on the scorecards up going into that sixth round. I had him up uh, 48-47. I had, I had him up by one round. I gave Roly the first three rounds, and I gave Tank the last two. Tank, and I think if the if the fight would have continued, I believe Tank would Tank was already slowly taking over going into that sixth round. Um, so I, I believe the momentum would have stayed with Tank and he would have continued on into to, to win a unanimous decision if the fight would have continued, if the fight didn't stop as I predicted <laughs> in the sixth round. I think me bragging so much about my predictions is going to jig me for the next couple of weeks now. And I'm going to be so off. We'll see what happens. Um, I haven't seen it yet here in the UK. Okay, that's all good. It's on. Um, I'm sure you'll be able to, to see it soon. Um, with that being said, Next week, be ready. Bring your scorecards for next week. Devin Haney Jr. versus George Cambosis in Australia. Um, whoa, whoa. Australia is a different time. I'm assuming I'll double check. I'm, I'm assuming it's still going to be at, at the regular like 10 o'clock time for us. Usually when there's big fights in other countries, they'll they'll adjust their time for us <laughs> over here in North America. There's more people that are paying to watch it over here, even though the fight's over there. Um, so we'll just have to double check. I'm pretty sure it'll be at the same time. All right, next week, the scorecard, bring your scorecard and an explanation, not just your opinion. Every Sunday, 9.30 a.m. And at 4 o'clock on Sundays, we got the knockout of the week. Most likely it's going to be this uh, 
the the, the this this George, I mean Gervonta Davis KO on uh, Roly Romero. That's the leading knockout right now. And of course, every day at four, my boy Mike Orr is uh showcasing up and coming talent from around the world. So make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Make sure you like this right now, please. Um, helps with the visibility of the show, gets it more out there. And yeah, just support your boy. All right, I'm out, man. Cedric Sports, hit me up. Any social media too, at Cedric Sports, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that. All right, peace.